Dr. Paul, welcome to With the Wind, Science Revealed. This one's not exactly science. This is an important episode. It's Valentine's Day. Dee Dee and I are gonna share from our heart and from our souls about love. We're also gonna update you on some history with the show and where it's going in the future. Enjoy the show. Dr. Paul, coming to you from the heart. You're gonna hear in this Valentine episode, Dee Dee and I share a lot about love. I recently read a book by Gladys McGarry, A Life Well Lived. She wrote it at the age of 102. And the concept that I got from that that I had just never thought of, that I wanted to share with you, is about self-love, but what to do when you don't feel like you can love yourself, or there's something holding you back, and you don't have somebody like a Didi, as you're gonna see in this episode, to reach out to who can work with you and guide you and, and coach you to self-love. And her approach was just amazing and simple. Basically, it was to visualize, close your eyes, and visualize what it is that's holding you back. And then put that out there and release it. And after you release it, you give yourself a hug. And she actually describes it. You put your arms around yourself and you just hug yourself as, as firmly as you would like to be hugged for the situation of this release of whatever's holding you back. And I think we can do this as many times as we need to and really love ourselves, forgive ourselves for whatever might be holding us back, forgive the people who may have harmed us or done things that made it very difficult for us to love ourselves. Because when we can forgive them as well, forgive ourselves for whatever may have happened, our inability to get beyond it, we can start anew. We can love ourselves and from there, amazing transformations are possible. Dr. Paul here, welcome to With the Wind, Science Revealed. I have a guest today who you all know pretty well. This is Dee Dee, she's been by my side for so much of what's happened with this show. We wanna start off by saying a big happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day! Yep, this is airing on Valentine's Day, so we thought we've gotta have a Valentine's show. And we are gonna get into that, and obviously when we talk about Valentine's, we're gonna talk about love. You have a love heart pillow. We have some Valentine's flowers, but before we get to that, and I think that's going to be kind of a fun, we are completely non-scripted, so this is just from the heart and from the soul, if you will. Maybe we'll skip from the heart. It'll just all be from the heart. Let me tell you a little update on our show. I've been asked by Children's Health Defense to do a show for them in the morning. Good morning, CHD, Pediatric Perspectives. So once a week, that's going to air, and the focus is all pediatrics and they just notified me this recently, that's kicking off. Probably one or two shows may have happened by the time you're seeing this on Valentine's Day. So check that out. But we're gonna continue this show. We're gonna go back to every other week as we used to when we started. Should we give a little history on how we started? Yes, let's, in case, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that didn't see those first wonderful <laughs> episodes, y'all. You missed some crazy stuff. 
I think that would be a good place to start. So it all started after I lost my license, which happened after I published a paper in the International Journal of Public Health that showed unvaccinated children in my practice were far healthier than the vaccinated. I mean, we're talking four to eight times, 400 to 800%. It was the information the medical board had asked for. We did it right, we published it, and within a few days after that was available online, boom, I was without a license. It came as a shock. My practice had already been struggling due to intense pressure from the medical board, the Oregon Health Authority, some health insurance plans, all over the vaccine issue. So what was I gonna do? I thought, actually I was driving, some of you heard this story. I'm driving down the highway listening to Against the Wind by Bob Seger, I'm going, yeah, that's the name of my show. We're gonna go against the wind. I felt like I was fighting a giant. You know, when, when you lose your license to a medical board that seems all powerful and in, in, in effect they are, um, it's like David and Goliath and, and I was running against the wind and I, I wasn't gonna roll over, I was gonna fight. So you were working with me at the time and so you got to watch me film these episodes, the very early ones. Actually, I didn't watch you film them. I watched them. I joined. I'm a $1.99 member. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, those of you who are members, thank you so much. Your support actually is the only reason we're able to continue this show. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So I just was watching shows, and we were coaching at the same time. At that time, I was just Dr. Paul's body worker and wellness coach, and now you can take over. <laughs> so I remember she was trying to coach me and say, you know, you're never going to get your license back if you have this attitude. Because I was like, I can never get it back. They're all powerful. It's a kangaroo court. And you came at me a couple, two, three times with that same loving message. It is Valentine's Day and this woman is very loving. And she said, well, with an attitude like that, you're <laughs> never going to get your license back. And you know, there, when the truth is just there, it hit me. It's like, she's right. I've known about being positive. I've generally been a positive person all my life, but I was down. I was, that took me down the, the whole combo of my practice dying it didn't die completely. It's still up and running with a whole new group of the same team that was there, took it over. Thank goodness. And thank you to that team if you happen to see this episode. Um, but it was a lot. And in honor of Valentine's Day, I'm just going to tell you that this wellness coach who was coaching me had a way of just guiding me through the process in a very loving way, but but she wasn't making any decisions for me. And I, 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 I'm so forever grateful for that. You had to ask me at least a hundred plus times, well, what do you want, Paul? Mm -hmm. Because she never told me what to do or how to do it, but was just there in a sense as a wellness coach, allowing me to love myself because I had drifted, I think, from that. I was pretty beat down and negative, which is not how I liked to be or wanted to be. Well, there was another piece. I had become incredibly egotistical, but I wasn't aware of it. And so I'm like this spinning top in my old clinic going from 
rum to rum to rum to rum. I had nurse practitioners working with me for me. And I mean, I owned the clinic, they worked for me, and but we worked together as a team. But I would go in anytime they had a question and I was like, boom, I had an answer. In retrospect, not always necessarily the perfect right answer, but I was, yeah, I was all that. And uh, you were able to help me see that things weren't all as I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that process of waking me up and opening me up, uh, that was a, a deep personal journey of my own. And I remember also many times where I felt just take the, some body work. And I, I, I've had some CrossFit injuries and I would get some body work and just feel like, wow, you really, you fixed me. <laughs> and you hated that. Why did you hate that? Because I'm not fixing you. And it's the same thing with the wellness coaching. It's the only one that can make any changes. The only one that can make any changes for ourselves is us. We have to want to. And what I saw in him, and again, I was working on a lot of his patients. I had a lot of the referrals from the clinic. So because I do pediatric body work. And I saw what he, how he was being, and I just thought to myself, I don't see a soul. And again, just being who I was, I couldn't really say anything. But then the opportunity opened up when he was thinking he was going to lose everything. And you don't have to, when things happen to you, it's, you got to go down deep. And that's when I realized, wow, if he can connect with his soul. And sometimes we need wellness coaches for that. Sometimes we see things that it's all we're going to do is go against the wind. And so when kind of stepping back, when I watched the first episodes, we had already done some wellness coaching on to not sound like you know more than everybody else or to not be in this kind of a, an ego-centered way of telling somebody what to do and that he knew better. It needs to be up to people to make their own decisions. So I'm watching these first shows and I'm like, wow, or did you listen to any of the coaching? <laughs> so what happened though was as we're doing the coaching, he actually came in for a session and I said, you know, why don't we let people see all these changes you're making and your soul and what about speaking from your heart? And so that's how from that's the heart how started. <laughs> yep, that's how from the heart started. And then ultimately we sh shifted, pivoted to with the wind. Because when you're fighting, 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 you're losing the power of everything that's behind you that's, that's uplifting and pushing you forward, which you all, the viewers of this show, are a big piece of that. And... Um, had you asked me back at the very beginning, what's your soul, Paul? I wouldn't have had an answer. I, I was that lost. It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, I grew up in the church. Not that the church is necessarily where you're going to find your soul, by the way. But um, I was I had loving parents. Uh, I mean, they parented in, a, in their own way, which, which had its own immense benefits. Uh, very goal-oriented, I could say. It was, it was demonstrated for me, and I was really good at that. But somehow I never got the kind of guidance or nurture that I needed. I'm not saying they weren't nurturing. They were amazing parents. Uh, but to get in touch with my soul. So that's been the joy and the gift 
of this journey for me. And some of you may have seen there's, there is a change in this old guy. Um, I certainly feel it. I know it. I love it. Um, and that's part of what this show now is, is to be able to do everything we can to allow others, you, the viewers, the opportunity to take that journey of healing and getting in touch with your own soul. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And in a sense, with that approach to life, doesn't really matter what life throws at us. I mean, sure, it's nice when it's not all terrible. <laughs> right. But how we respond, if we're responding with love and responding soulfully, um, it's a good life. And well, and you talked about when you're in the fight, you know, your fight, 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 what happens? And if you remember that generally fight or flight is based on fear. We generally enter that state in our nervous system because we become fearful of something become fearful of losing our li license. We become fearful of losing somebody in our world. And that takes over. And it's, I think that's the thing we talk a lot about is that's a human response and it's more than okay, but it's the soul that leads with love. It's the soul that comes forward and allows you to not have fear because no matter what you believe in, when you have faith and for us, it's God, that that's what our soul is connecting with. That's who we are. And when that leads forward, there's no fear. I'm not saying it's easy. And sometimes that's why you need a wellness coach. <laughs> but I don't do it for anybody. That's the thing I think to remember is, and that's something you did. You would, he would say to me, you know, thanks for, you know, fixing me or, wow, you did this. And I'd have people say that. And that's not okay because it takes the power away from you. He did the work. He pushed himself. He connected with his soul. He allowed God to work through him. Not me. She had to drill that in many times because I just wasn't getting it. But it really hit me. If you have a doctor or a coach or a loved one who empowers you, then you know what to do next time you're in trouble, right? If, mm -hmm. if you, the way I used to doctor, you needed me right? Because I was the one fixing you. I was the solution. I was providing the solutions. And you did it a whole different way. Your coaching and, and wellness approach, it, yes, you know, you're, you can feel the love. This woman knows how to love. But she's real clear. I'm not doing anything. You're doing it. And that's so empowering when you realize that that's actually true. It, it is actually true. We can heal ourselves. And it is actually for us to do. And, and you, you mentioned it or alluded to it, and that is self-love. Mm -hmm. that, that, that I think that is the biggest struggle a lot of us had. I, I, as successful as I was, I mean, here I'm, you know, pediatrician, run my office, author, you know, I've had accolades and awards, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think I was all that great other than pretending, <laughs> right? And um, so even... Even people who you might think have got it all going on, a lot of us struggle with self-love, really at the core, loving who you are. So tell us a little more about that. How do we? Well, working with kids, a lot of it is self-confidence, right? And we always talk about how do we become confident in ourselves and believe in ourselves? Well, it's love. If you don't love yourself, then how can you have confidence or believe in yourself, right? 
And I think that was part of it with working with you is here's this, you know, amazing pediatrician that everybody loves. Anytime we go anywhere, people will like plow me down to get to him. <laughs> and it's, and everything you've done is so amazing, but it's that inner part of you and how loving you are. And people have said that so many times since then is, wow, Dr. Paul has changed. Wow. He's just all those, all those pieces about you. Um, everybody sees and notices and, and what you do now for people is incredible because it's coming from that place of love. Okay. I got a little off track. If you want to be self-confident and you want to believe in yourself, you have to start with loving yourself. If we don't love ourselves, then we cannot heal anything within ourselves. I believe that we have everything within us that we need to do and be anything we want to be. There's going to be circumstances in life that will stop you from certain things. There's going to be limitations to certain things. But as long as you love who you are, you will never lose that confidence in yourself. You might have to back up, change tracks, whatever it might be. But if you don't love yourself, there's really no way to, for anybody else to fully love you. That's how I feel. That was powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. You see, folks? This woman's amazing. She actually does wellness coaching at Kids First Forever. So that is something you can you can tap into that as well. I have sometimes witnessed from a distance, we'll be in the office and she's coaching in the other room and I just overhear a little bit of her side of the coaching. And it's I can tell it's transformative. And this could be with teenagers who are suicidal, uh, struggling with whatever issues, teenagers and even younger than teenagers, even a... Was three years old? three years old. Oh, my Lord. There was a three-year-old who was so afraid, so fearful, called herself baby, and would not leave her mother's side for a second. This poor child was, was overwhelmed with anxiety 24-7. And in, in one session, she's out playing on the pavement, on the sidewalk, coloring with Dee Dee. And, and she comes in and says, I'm a big girl. And it's like, <laughs> oh my goodness. So it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your credentials. She is working with you know other physicians. She's working. It doesn't matter. It's a gift you bring to the world. And um, on Valentine's Day, I certainly have to honor that ability of you to love at that level. Your, your openness to just hear you hear so well when you're when you're working with people you hear and understand at a level i almost can't believe but that's how you reach and connect in such a powerful way so that's my valentine's gift to all of you is this woman <laughs> that you too can access her coaching I'm great at talking about, you know, vaccines, pediatric topics. That's in my wheelhouse. I coach on that as well. But if you've got deep emotional, psychological, mental, spiritual um, issues that maybe are holding you back, or maybe this self-love thing is just, you, you can't seem to break from some bondages that maybe go back to early childhood or sometime in your childhood. Many of us weren't raised or had experiences that really rocked us to our core and we, 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 we went inside and we hid and we, and we can't seem to break free. There's a solution for you. I'm looking at her. 
And you do too. So what do you love most about Kids First Forever? And should we explain what that is? I think we've said it a few times, but why don't we bring it up? Because that's our big love and passion. And with the wind, with the wind is is the show that really got going, right? And we interview doctors and other people, but the together we co-founded Kids First Forever. And the point of that was to allow others to reach their highest expectation, their fullest growth, and putting kids first. And whether that's the little girl inside of you or raising our own children, it's something that's really, I'm really passionate about. How about you? Tell you what it means to you. You know, my entire career has been about kids. And I didn't even know that I was coaching parents, coaching kids in the office a lot. Um, And so now when I'm, I've transitioned, I'm retired from the traditional medical practice, I'm not licensed, but I can coach. I can still help parents, help children move towards, and we talk about four things. Mm-hmm. And this, this became really important. I, as an MD in my pediatric practice, I was mostly focused on physical. So you've got an ailment, you've got a physical problem, I'm gonna do the assessment, diagnose and treat, right? The old way I was trained. Although I must say over the decade or so towards the end, when I'm dealing with children with behavioral issues, ADD, ADHD, autism, anxiety, depression, I was taking a whole different stance on that. It wasn't just diagnose and treat. You're really trying to get down to the core. But what you've helped introduce into my life and and into the whole assessment program and what we're doing with kids first is the mental and spiritual, right? Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And you might have a a challenge that seems physical. Let's say you're stressed, but its basis is in the mental, emotional, or spiritual. And until that that is sorted out, the physical just doesn't get better. You can throw meds at it. You can throw almost anything at it. And it you haven't addressed that root cause. And oftentimes it goes back to that self-love. So here on Valentine's Day, that is a focus to remind you that you are loved. You are lovable. And once you love yourself, you're going to be so free to love others. And if you're a parent and you're struggling with this, don't wait. Get a hold of Dee Dee. Get a hold of me. But I get hold of her um, if that's the struggle because you're going to free yourself to love your children in such a more beautiful, deeper way so they grow up with self-love and freedom that comes from that to be able to love the world, change the world. So on a small scale, Kids First Forever is about changing the world. We do it one person at a time. Uh, We're going to do everything we can to make it more available to larger groups of people, but at this point, it's it's very individual. It's a resource. Well, and I think healing is individual, so I think that's part of it. But there are lots of things that we have lots com- we have lots coming up. We're going to work on all kinds of things. Um, but how about we talk about my favorite kind of love? What's that? Unconditional. Mm. Do you want to tell me what unconditional love is? Well. It's what the word says, but doing it in real life is a whole different thing. So, you know, parents, you know your children will do things that you wish they wouldn't do. Um, 
When you have real unconditional love, you make it very clear always that your child is completely loved. There's nothing wrong with them. There may be a behavior that needs to be addressed. And then even that, there are ways to address it. I, Kids, my kids, if you're watching, I didn't do a really good job <laughs> with this. Um, I had, there were too many of you. <laughs> no, I was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a little slip back into the old Ten Paul. Ten is a lot. <laughs> it was a, a <laughs> slip into the old Paul where, you know, egotistically, I'm good. You're the problem. No, you were never the problem. The, 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 we just, you know, we muddled through with 10 kids in the house. Well, we had one year with eight kids in the house. So there was 10 of us in the house. Um, but it was, it was awesome chaos. And at times not so awesome for you, my kids. And unconditional love, I think, had I been in touch with my soul, would have looked very different. So I think as, as adults and as parents, we really owe it to our children and to those in our world to love ourselves so completely and unconditionally and let go of the baggage and forgive ourselves for our past that we are free and fully available to all the, the people in our lives. But expand on unconditional love for us. Okay. Well, it means that we don't put any conditions on how we love somebody and if we love somebody, when we love somebody. And I think that's the piece is there's a lot of things like people think, well, wait a second, though, I'm supposed to love somebody even if they're being mean to me. I, we still always have to love ourselves. And yes, you can still love them even if they're being mean to you. Do you let them continue to be mean to you? No. There are things, there are reasons that we aren't able to have somebody close in our life. There's reasons that parents and adults get divorced. There's reasons that relationships have to end or stop, but it doesn't stop us from loving that person. And I get that that's hard. And, and there are people that we may not like show love to all the time. If someone, like somebody asked me one time, oh, so you unconditionally love everybody in your life, even the people that hurt you? And I do. And someone, and so the, the person asked me, so if somebody, this is pretty extreme, y'all. This is like PG-17 stuff. If somebody murdered your child, you would still love them? I'm like, well, that's kind of crazy. But yes. I would. Would there be hate and anger and all those things that come with it? Would there be a lot of hurt? But I think the thing sometimes that we don't remember, like, would I go bring that person something? Would I go visit them in jail? No. But I would want to love them because something happened that allowed them to do something that was so awful. And I think we forget that sometimes, that out of most people's reactions that aren't loving and kind, there's something else there that happened to them that they weren't able to heal from. So if we allow ourselves to heal and just to love, and what that really means is putting love forward, never letting love leave you internally, never letting your soul be anything but leading with love. We don't always have the greatest reactions. And it's known that I'm pretty bossy and I boss a lot of people around. Is that loving? I think it's okay. I don't really have a problem with it. But the bottom line is there are behaviors and things we're going to do. And we don't have to love those behaviors. Like sometimes I'll say, I don't love you right now, but I like you. <laughs> we tell our kids, 
But the bottom line is that's the thing is we may not like what's happening, but we'll always and always should love ourselves, love our children and everyone around us. If everybody in this world could come from that place, mm. it would be a whole different world. There what a different world. Yeah, there wouldn't be wars and things. Yeah. But it's not that way. But the way we stop ourselves from being in pain with everything that's happening around us is to do our best to leave with love forward. One thing I'd like to add, if you don't mind. Go for it. Is that with the four areas that Kids First Forever focuses on, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, I've heard people say, you know, we should have, we should try and have all those areas in balance. The bottom line is balance is one of those weird things that I hear of is that not, sometimes we're, we're really physically sick and you need to just rest and that's what you take care of. So maybe, you know, another area is a little out of balance. I think what happens is as long as we're connected and we have those areas living harmoniously, I said it right. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> within, within that harmony comes maybe the balance that people want to see. But I hear that all the time. Anything in moderation is good. Well, I'm allergic to gluten. And so there's no moderation with that. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's the point I'm trying to get at is that we need to understand that we're not maybe always in balance, but we can always be loving and kind to ourselves. That's amazing, isn't it? So I've always admired some of the amazing individuals historically, Jesus, Gandhi, there are others, uh, who seem to be able to do that unconditional love completely. And in fact, I had one of my adopted sisters who at the end, when I was in her presence, it was like, wow, goosebumps, just overcome with, it was love. It was God, it was spirit, it was amazing. I, I thought I must be sitting with Jesus. And she passed away two weeks later and, and had basically left her children to me who became my children. They were my nephews and nieces prior to that. That was a time, you know, Uncle Paul became dad, sort of. Pop. Pops, all sorts of names. But anyway, the point was she loved as did Jesus from everything I can tell, as did Gandhi from people who knew him towards the end, um, completely. Didn't matter if you were a murderer or whatever, as you pointed out. You don't condone the behavior. You may not even like the person. It wouldn't be somebody you would choose to hang out with, but you love. And when you can come from that place, boy, that's that's a dream and hope of mine. I'll probably be working on it for at least this lifetime, if not a whole bunch more. Um, but um, it's certainly something that we on Valentine's Day can wish for all the world and for you. And so from... So just Valentine's Day? Well, <laughs> today's Valentine's Day, but um, every day, every moment, if we're leading and coming from that place, what a glorious life it is. What a beautiful place we're in. So I want to thank you for being in my life because you also, most of the time, <laughs> exude this incredible love. And uh, Oh, I always have love. I just, like I said, I'm bossy. You what get am a little I gonna bossy do? sometimes. <laughs> so, so I want to kind of add something to that, if you don't mind. Please. Um, first of all, can I have the flowers after the show's done? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, um, I think that's the thing is 
we Valentine's Day, a lot of people will say is a Hallmark holiday. And I've had people in my life before is like, I don't need a day to tell you when I love you or give you gifts or things. And I used to think, well, then pick a day. It doesn't have to be February 14th. I'll take any day. But I think that's the thing is that we we need to be that way all the time. We don't need to bring, although it'd be cool to get roses all the time. But no, I think the point is that that love that's inside of you that's an everyday, every moment thing. But we don't ever want to negate what's happening that doesn't allow us to act lovingly all the time. There are things that hurt and are painful. But it's taking those steps back and giving ourselves time emotionally and mentally and spiritually to absorb what we need to do in that moment to get back to being loving. But yes, I love Valentine's Day. I just think it's really cool. We were we were talking before we got on on camera about what were our Valentine's Day experiences like? Because I grew up in Africa as a missionary kid. There was no Valentine's Day. There was no Hallmark store. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of celebrations that just didn't happen there. Just life was what it was day to day. Um, then, of course, as I grew up, then moved to the States for college and beyond, you you realize that this is an opportunity. Um, and, we, and we were reflecting how it's different for guys and girls a little mm -hmm. bit. I At least I learned it was the time, if you have somebody you care about, this would be a really good day to get a card and some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably be a really bad move not to. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, if you're watching this and you forgot somebody, it's not too late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Depends on if they are, if they're seeing the show on February 18th. Oh, true. If you're seeing it as it comes out live on <laughs> the 14th. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> but you said something is that, and I want to make sure that people understand too, it's not always a male-female thing, but generally in a relationship, there's one person that's more loving and seems to be the responsible person for doing the sweet things, right? The one that is generally... Maybe I'm more outside the home that's doing the work that thanks the person at home taking care of the kids, no matter whether they're male or female, none of that matters. But I think that's the thing is it's not putting your pressure, putting pressure on yourself. Like for me, well-written, beautiful cards that tell someone how much you love, love them. That's just as important. Although I got to tell you, the roses are really pretty. He brought them in for the set, but I think I'm going to take them home. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, go ahead. <laughs> well. Go hmm. back. What he was talking about was the experiences that we, that we had. Like mine was different. I grew up. You know, in school, we brought little Valentines to each other. We had school party for Valentine's Day, and everyone was supposed to give gifts. Yeah. Actually, that, that was true for my kids. I raised my kids here in the States, and Valentine's Day, the parents would have to make sure you had a Valentine for each kid in the class. But that was nice. That was fair. You told me a story about when you were in high, high school, school that was pretty brutal. <laughs> it was only brutal if you were me. <laughs> There are a few people I won't mention any names that it wasn't so brutal for. <laughs> brutal for. So, so ex okay. describe it. So a lot of the high schools, and it's it's not even just Valentine's Day, but especially on Valentine's Day, for a fundraiser for the student body, they would sell valograms, and you know our 
holograms, all the different things for all the different holidays. And for Valentine's Day, you could buy a rose or a chocolate or a card because we didn't, in a homeroom, you didn't, in high school, you didn't have to buy one for everyone, right? So at lunchtime or after school, you could go and you could buy these for about a month before. Wow. It may have maybe only been two weeks. It seemed like forever to me. And then on homeroom, on Valentine's Day, they would deliver them to those kids because you would, you knew where they all went. Well, I can see where this is going. <laughs> I didn't get any. <laughs> and some uh, prom They're, queen probably. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So my, my sophomore year That's was brutal. sad. Um, That's brutal. But the point was. You did figure out how to self-love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by, our soft, by our junior year, a bunch of us would just buy them for each other so that we would all get some. But I think that, the point of that was that we we need to be very, very loving to everybody. But again, the world's not fair. There are people that are going to just get more love than others, I guess, or at least more valograms. <gasps> Ooh. We should call all the high schools and tell them not to do it anymore. That's an idea. What you just <laughs> shared reminded me of um, one of my youngest son uh, befriended a child in his class. This was around fourth, fifth grade, maybe sixth, who had no friends at all. I mean, this was a child on the spectrum. He was a little quirky, a little odd, and was bullied and tormented in, in early middle school. Yeah, it was early middle school. And he just became friends with him. And actually, you have a writer story like that, yeah. too. And I think, you know, if you've raised kids who have that kind of a heart to, to realize that it isn't fair for some of our children, they, they are bullied and it, that can be really destructive. And these are the kids who sometimes end up suicidal. Um, they just don't have a way out. And as parents, we have to be very vigilant to protect our kids. I mean, sometimes you move schools, you, you do whatever it takes, but if we can raise our kids to be that kind and loving, that goes a long way to just spreading love in the world. Well, and in sharing with, sharing with our kids that are bullied, like Ryder was, or sharing with our kids that, you know, know some of these kids is remind, reminding them that it's just as important to be as loving to those kids because, again, there's a reason. We don't just, you know, come out of the womb going, well, I'm just going to be a bully for the rest of my life. That's not what happens. And that lack of love that so many kids get does affect them. Some, some come out okay. Some do fine. Others, like you said, they're suicidal or even worse, we have that, the chaos and the devastation in our schools. I believe that's what school shootings are. And I think that's the thing is I think, I think Valentine's Day really is an important day to remember that there is a lack of love in our world. There is a lack of depth of understanding and compassion. And so raising our children, that's kids first forever, is if we notice something's happening with our kid, let's help them. Let's heal them. Let's allow them to, to learn to be loving to everybody. Yep. Well, folks... I want to thank you again for, if you're still watching this, you've made it through a, a long series of love lessons. <laughs> and uh, from our hearts to yours, we wish you a happy Valentine's Day and may the whole year be filled with love. Agreed. Hey everyone, it's me, Dee Dee, coming to you from my soul. 
You just saw a wonderful episode with myself and Dr. Paul on love for Valentine's Day. So I want to talk about love. We talked about unconditional love. Love is, I love love. People always say, what do you love most about the world? I love love. I love that, because even when we say the words I love, what we're saying is that there's a part inside of us that's happy and joyful, right? And sometimes I'll hear someone say, well, you know, I'm not loving love right now, love hurts. Made me think. So I stepped back, I went into my soul and I thought, why would love hurt? Well, I realized that when you love something, especially unconditionally and wholeheartedly and with everything that you are, and maybe that love isn't returned, or for instance, this person that you've loved, that's loved you, and they die, yeah, that hurts. It's not the love that hurts though, it's the loss. And I think when we can see that and see that love is nothing but healing and powerful and forward moving, that if we get into our soul and we go to that place and know that, yeah, maybe we lost that person. And even if they just simply left our lives and a relationship that's ended, the love is still powerful. I don't believe that it's the love that's hurting. I believe that it's the relationship and the circumstances around it. Because in my soul, love is powerful. Why is it powerful? It's because of my connection to a higher power. It's because my soul is so connected to God. And just like so many people out there, no matter what your belief is, it still comes from a place of love. And I hear that all the time, that God is love. Um, children, when they're born, they're nothing but love. There's little bitty souls in there. They're, that love is so powerful. Sometimes when I'm working with infants, I can feel it. I feel the love. I feel that perfection, that joy, that connection. They can't talk yet, but I feel it. And I think that's the thing that's most important to me today. And even with our, our Valentine's Day special and talking about love every day and everything we do, if we allow our soul to lead and be loving, it really does change things. It heals things. It brings down walls. I believe it can end wars. I believe it can allow people to be everything they want to be when they lead from their soul and they lead from love. My wish for everybody is that you get to feel that, that you get to connect enough within yourself that you feel your own self-love, that it becomes overwhelming. Sometimes I'll sit and I'll think about all the people I love and how much the people in my life mean to me because their interactions with me touches my soul. Love touches my soul. And being able to love unconditional, I love it. I love being able to love people for just who they are. Yeah, I'm not perfect. As you heard today, I can be bossy. That's not my soul though. Those are those human things that happen. But I love it when my soul leads. 
And when I allow everyone around me to feel loved, that comes back. Thank you for watching. I look forward to running together with the wind at our backs, revealing the science that gives clarity in our world that's full of propaganda and misinformation. Visit our website, doctorsandscience.com. Sign up, donate if you can. Your support makes a difference. And let's make this the weekly show the world has been waiting for. Thanks for watching, I'm Dr. Paul.